The following content contains adult language, graphic depictions of violence, adult themes, and is not suitable for younger audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Shaky, with a mix of his distress and the cold night air nipping at his face. He tries desperately to steady it, but the unsettling sound coming from the distance makes it impossible. He strains his eyes to see the source of the approaching noise. However, the street post he lays against is his only source of light. Its dim, sickening yellow glow makes him unable to make out anything. The darkness surrounding him is unyielding. It unnerved him. It felt predatory, like it was staring back at him, eager for safe haven to go out so it could come flooding in and drown him in its cold, unrelenting nothingness. The noise calls out from the darkness once again. It was coming for him. The thought sends an intense panic through his mind. He tries to get to his feet, only to find he's unable to move. Like sleep paralysis, his body ignores his attempts to get up. The dread digs deep into the pit of his stomach. Overcome with the incontestable comprehension that if it reaches him, it'll be all over. The notion engulfs his mind, laying trapped as a prisoner in his own body. His eyes go into a frenzy, looking for signs of injury or any cause for his body's refusal to respond, desperate for answers of what's happening to him. What the hell even makes a noise like that? His mind urgently tries to deny and rationalize the situation. It's an animal. Uh, maybe a person. Could they help him? Or would they be just as likely to do him harm? He struggles against his condition with every ounce of strength he can muster. His mind cries, bleeding against the helplessness, now strangling his thoughts. Despite the desperation gushing from the depths of his very being, his body remains unsympathetic to it. 
as it continues to discard his desires to run. Listening to the dragging making its way closer, continuing at a steady pace, never slowing, never speeding up, until it stops just outside the light's reach. Even being so close, he's still unable to see it. His jaw clenches, frantically searching for what he knows is there. His breath freezes in his lungs as gray-skinned fingers slide just into view. Jesus Christ! Eric wakes up in a cold sweat, quickly sitting up on his couch. After catching his breath, he grabs his phone to check the time. <sighs> Why in the hell did I even fall asleep? When the screen comes on, he finds he has a missed call along with a voicemail, with a sense of... mild irritation. He opens it. You have one unheard message. First unheard message. Hey honey, just wanted to see how things are going in the hunt for a new place. I'm sure you're busy looking. No time for a doting mother right now. Hope everything is going well. Don't leave me waiting too long for a call back, okay? Love you. End of new message. To delete this message, press 7. To <sighs> Damn it. <sighs> Left the lights on again. Might as well get ready for another shitty Monday. <sighs> While he listens to the sound of the water pouring down on his head, his eyes begin to feel heavy. They drift down to the drain, watching the water as it circles around it. He closes his eyes for just a moment. Eric's eyes quickly shoot open. Fuck! Fuck! Eric rubs his hand over his face, wiping the water from it, along with the sudden sleep from his eyes. Eric sits in his cubicle, typing away at his keyboard, filling out the same routine reports that made up the majority of his mundane life. He stops typing, eyes sinking down to his hands. How had his life come to this? This job was never supposed to last this long. It was only going to be a means to an end, making money while he pursued his true goals. That was eight years ago now. God, had it really been that long? Eight years? And he was still in this goddamn cubicle with no ambitions and progress to speak of? Procrastination dwindling away his life.
When was it exactly that he traded his dreams for complacency, his fists clench, and his teeth ground together? But he's suddenly taken out of his trance. Hey, Earth to Eric. Huh? Uh, oh, uh, hey, Sarah. Hey, Space Cadet. You still on this planet? <laughs> Looks like you canceled my takeoff. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bother you. What? No, I, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I'm teasing you, Armstrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, I brought you back to Earth to see if you were coming out with us on Friday night. Um... Wait, Carl didn't tell you? Definitely not. <sighs> of course he didn't. We're all going out to the Blue Cypress on Friday night. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you going to be able to make it, or do you have an Apollo mission planned? <laughs> well, I mean... How else am I supposed to get on with SpaceX? Space what? Uh, oh, it's it's the space tech company that... <laughs> Nerd. I'm messing with you. Oh. Right. <laughs> anyway, I hope you'll be able to make it. Talk to you later. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. Sarah gives him a wave goodbye. He gives an awkward one back. Sarah looked beautiful as always, and his interest in her hadn't waned a bit since she started six months back. Her long, burgundy hair that fell slightly over the right side of a pair of big, dark green eyes. The way her eyeshadow contrasted with her pale complexion, and of course... The way her outfits always complemented her shapely body. A woman far out of his league. There were no doubts in his mind about that. Sure, they had conversations here and there. They had lunch together a few times. With Carl, too, of course. They were even supposed to go to the movies together. Though, it hadn't worked out due to an emergency. But those were all things you could do with a friend. He didn't want to overthink it. Losing himself in a delusion like that could be fatal to their friendship. But was that really the way to go? Didn't he want more than that? Maybe that overly kind demeanor was a way of showing she liked him. But she was kind to everyone. Nothing special about the way she talked to him. However... She did just come over to make sure he had gotten the invite. No, she was just checking to see who was going. But she did say, I hope you'll make it. Stop doing this to yourself. Don't get your hopes up. His thoughts are interrupted again. And you're welcome. Carl was the only real friend Eric made at this dead-end job. Sure... He got along well enough with his other co-workers. But Carl was someone he actually spoke to. And not just the expected courteous small talk one would have to make to keep things from being awkward. When confined with others in small spaces. No. He and Carl had passionate debates about movies. They played online games with each other. They'd even hung out a few times drinking. One time, he had gotten him way too high off a strain of weed. Carl had called it Alaskan Thunderfuck. All he could recall from that night was sitting on the couch, 
eating half-baked ice cream, and watching Darkwing Duck. Good times with a good friend. Uh, for what? Not telling me about the invite? Well, maybe not that good. Dude, for giving that Firefox a reason to speak to your loser ass? See? I knew if I didn't tell you about it, she'd double check with you. Providing you some mono and mono time. No need to thank me. <laughs> I already know. Oh, and uh, how'd you know that's what would happen? As opposed to me just never getting it. Well, first off, I would have told you the day of. And for numero dos, it wouldn't have come to that. Because I knew what just happened would happen. How? You look into your magic eight ball? Eight ball? Nah. She wants to play ball. She's into you. His heart skips a beat upon hearing the words. Okay. Now I know you've officially smoked yourself stupid. Whatever. You're the dumbass if you haven't noticed any of the signs. She's on the prowl for that grade A Eric meat, if you know what I'm saying. Dude. Really? And what signs? Oh, ye poor hopeless soul. Cast off this rock of loneliness and set sail on enlightenment to the language of love. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Bro, the way she plays with her hair when she talks to you, always smiling and gazing at you when you talk to her, going out of her way to make small talk with you, touching your arm or shoulder when she gets the chance. It's been six months. How have you not noticed any of this by now? Man, smiling and making small talk doesn't equal attraction. It's called being nice. Maybe you've smoked away all your perspective too. Jesus Christ, you really are a hopeless fuck. Thanks. Look, all I'm saying is you better make your move, man. Because if you don't, I just might. Pfft, yeah, good luck with that. If I ain't got a shot, you're not even loaded. Way to be a dick. Anyway, I'm telling you, bro, Chacho, don't let her slip away from you. <sighs> ain't nothing to let slip away. He turns back to his monitor, intending to start working again. But he finds his mind can't stop racing, replaying every conversation he could remember with her. Did she really show these signs Carl was talking about? No, there's no way she'd even consider someone like him. But she had come over just to make sure he was coming. Wait, had she started playing with her hair during their conversation? Stop! Just stop it. It's just Carl fucking with your head. Probably looking to get you to make an ass out of yourself on Friday. Looking to get himself a good laugh out of it. But what if she really was? What if he could actually be with someone like her? Maybe it's worth a try. Suddenly, his screen goes black, taking him out of his head. Nothing. He looks under his desk to see if the cord was unplugged somehow. No, 
It was still plugged in. He looks at the tower, finding the light around the power button off. He presses it a couple of times, to no avail. God damn it. Well, guess I'll... The faint sound sends a chill up his spine. Its unnerving familiarity comes from just above his head. He's frozen for a moment before working up the nerve to slowly come up from under his desk. He finds nothing out of place. The screen still dark. So what could that noise have been? Upon pondering the sound, his brain suddenly registers. Why is it so quiet? Eric's heart pounds as he listens intently. Nothing but the ringing of absolute silence. He quickly stands up and turns around to leave the cubicle. When he stopped, dead in his tracks, as he's met with the darkness from his dream, creeping just outside the entrance. A primal instinct to run shoots throughout his body, but an even stronger dread tells him to stay still. That if he were to move, it would notice him, and the darkness would attack him like a hungry beast, enveloping him so completely, it would leave no trace of him behind. The sound comes from behind him. His body tenses, and his breath catches in his chest. Like prey caught in a trap, there was nowhere to run with a predator closing in on him. His toes clench, digging into his shoes. He begins to turn his body so painfully slow, he almost can't be sure he's even moving at all. As he goes to look back at his monitor, the hair on the back of his neck stands up. He pauses for just a moment. He commits, turning himself fully around. He's met with the same dark screen and plain desk. He almost breathes a sigh of relief. When the volume on the speakers begins to turn up to max, the sound of the white noise now blaring at him, he clutches his ears as it becomes deafening. 
There's one last loud meaty wet scrape. It feels like it'll blow out his eardrums. Eric's eyes widen as the visage of a large, spindly, pale gray hand slams against his monitor screen from the inside. The ghostly sight is immediately followed by the icy embrace from the darkness flooding in behind him. As everything goes numb, the sensation of a hand grabbing his shoulder startles him. As he collapses into his desk, he looks back to find Carl, looking pretty startled himself. Fucking Jesus, man! You trying to give me a damn heart attack? What's going on? Carl holds his chest and lets out a sigh, giving Eric a confused look as he answers his friend's question. Whew, dude, it's time to clock out. What? Eric turns his head to look at his monitor, not only finding it's on, but finding it really was five o'clock. The confusion overwhelms him with a sense of disquiet. How could that much time have slipped away from him? No, we, we just talked about Sarah like five minutes ago. That was four hours ago. Don't tell me you've been looking at your screen like a zombie since then. Hold up. Did you get lit for lunch? Haven't seen you like this since the thunderfuck sesh. No, I... I just started to get back to work. Carl looks at Eric's monitor. Uh, looks like the only thing you worked on was daydreaming about that firefox. Eric feels an unsettling anxiety washing over him like a tidal wave. Had he fallen asleep? How could it have happened so fast? And how could Carl have mistaken his eyes for being open, if that were the case? Anyway, let's get going. <sighs> yeah, yeah, let's go. He picks himself up off the ground. Nervously, Eric goes to turn off the computer. Afterwards, he follows his friend as they leave the building. Are you all good? You've been acting kind of weird these past couple days. If this is about Sarah, don't overthink it, dude. You'll only make yourself awkward on Friday. No, it's not that. Well, not entirely anyway. Just been a weird couple of days is all. I keep having these strange-ass dreams. Carl gives him a raised eyebrow. Equal parts, confusion, and intrigue. <laughs> Strange dreams? Don't you mean wet dreams? Ow, ow, ow! <laughs> got him. No, they haven't been about Sarah. Lame. Then what have they been about? Eric goes to answer his friend when a car pulls up next to them with the window down. Have a good day, you two, and don't get into too much trouble. Now, where's the fun in that? Mm, you got a point. Well, at least drive safe, especially you, Space Cadet. Oh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try to keep from blasting off until I get home. I think most people do. Pretty sure that's a felony to do in public. What? Oh, oh no, I, I didn't mean... 
<laughs> try not to get thrown in jail before Friday. That would be a real shame. Anyway, see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Later. See ya. She waves as she drives off as Carl shoots Eric a sly smile. Yeah, a damn shame indeed. What? Uh, your hope with the less, I tell you. Carl pulls out his phone, and his eyes widen with comprehension. Uh, oh, shit. What is it? Uh, I gotta go meet my guy. I'll hit you up when I get home, though, if you, uh, wanna partake. Hmm, maybe if it's not Thunderfuck. Actually, maybe even if it is at this point. <laughs> oh, if he's got it, best believe we're Thunderfucking tonight, bro. You... Want to rephrase that? Thunderfuck, no I don't. I really do hate you sometimes. Can't lie to me. I know why I complete you. Anyway, catch you later, bro, Mingo. I gotta go before I piss him off again. Complete pain in my ass, maybe. <laughs> yeah, later, man. It takes Eric a moment before realizing he hadn't moved an inch since saying goodbye to his friend. He shakes himself out of his daze and heads to his car. Man, I really need to get here earlier to get better parking. He gets in his car and goes to start it. He pulls up into his driveway. He puts his keys in his front door and goes to open it. He's looking up at the ceiling while sitting on his couch, nagging thoughts beginning to barrage him. He should start looking for a new place. He told himself he would months ago, but all he's managed are some half-ass attempts. He should really apply himself more. Maybe that's why he's been stuck in this soul-sucking job for so long. Maybe... Moving somewhere new could be the catalyst for change. Yeah, why not? And after that, he could start looking for a different job as well. This could be the beginning of a brand new life for him. Then again, if he left his job, he wouldn't be able to see Sarah anymore. No, she's not interested anyway. Why waste the time on something that won't even pan out? Her with someone like him? Honestly, even if she was interested, what would he have to offer to keep her that way? His life wasn't exactly exciting. He was painfully ordinary from his point of view. But if he were to move, get a new job, he could turn his life around, pursue all those long overdue goals he'd left behind, and turn himself into someone more interesting and worthwhile. Maybe it would be worth the shot to talk to her on Friday. The ringing brings him out of his thoughts. He glances down at it, reading Carl's name across the screen. He contemplates picking it up for a moment, and for no particular reason, decides against it. Just a fleeting moment. He's then reminded of his mother's missed call. He thinks how he should call her back. She does tend to worry when she doesn't hear back from him. 
Did he really want to spend that much time on the phone with her, though? A couple of hours from his nights, listening to her nagging. No, what was he thinking? It's his mother. Of course he should give her a call. Right now. Eric wakes up in a state of confusion. When exactly had he dozed off? He couldn't even recall feeling tired. Going to move. His body feels incredibly heavy. Like trying to move from that spot could prove to be the most difficult task he's ever had to do. Oh, fuck. He looks back down at his phone. It's already time to get ready for work? What happened to his alarms? Eric, feeling like he'd worked every muscle in his body like an athlete, struggles to get himself up off the couch. His body aches in protest. Regardless, he manages to make it up to his feet. <sighs> Followed by slouching his shoulders and hanging his head in exhaustion, he stands there, staring at the ground. Oh, oh, shit. Shit, sorry. Sorry. Out of his daze, he drives forward, catching up to the car in front of him. As he's stuck in stop-and-go morning traffic, his phone goes off. He looks at it to see his mom calling. Jesus. It's only been a day. Whatever. I'll call her back later. He puts his phone on silent. The traffic moving at an inchworm's pace. He begins to think it's ridiculous she thinks she needs to call two days in a row. He'd find a place just fine without her bothering him all the time. Or could it be an emergency? No, if it were, she would have said something when she called last night. Right? Maybe he should give her a call. Eric's eyes close for just a second. When they open, he's met with a feeling of unease. The steady hum of the motor is gone, accompanied by the lack of vibration from the steering wheel in his hands. Discerning that the car is off, he quickly goes to turn the key in the ignition which to his aggravation does nothing. No, 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 no! God fucking damn it! There's no way this is happening right fucking now! Eric tosses himself back in defeat. <sighs> Going to get out of his car, he notices the traffic light ahead appears to be out. A rush of irritation hits him, but it proves to be fleeting in the face of confusion. Why wasn't anyone else moving? 
He looks around at the other vehicles. To his dismay, they were all empty. He anxiously looks around for signs of anyone else. Eventually, his anxiety gives way to panic. As his search for another person proves useless. No matter which direction he turned, or how frantically he strained his eyes to make out anything as a person, he found no one. The lifeless streets stirs up a deep sense of foreboding. He quickly reaches for his phone. His desperate desire to even hear another person's voice is overwhelming. His hopes are instantly shattered when he finds it's as dead as his car. He begins to lose it as he tries to make sense of it all. Debating whether to leave or stay put, he's interrupted by a faint, creeping sound. Alarm in his eyes as they scramble to find the source. But the street is still just as empty. When finally, there's movement out of the corner of his eye. He quickly turns his head, gazing at his side view mirror. In its reflection, he makes out a shape from under a car. Was that what moved? Had it been there before? He can't help but lean over to get a better look. After a few moments, he witnesses the mass slowly making its way out from under the vehicle. Hands clenching down on the steering wheel like a vice. He watches an elongated arm with raw-boned fingers swing up and around itself, smacking against the asphalt. Then pulling itself forward, the slow, deliberate movements remind him of a cat stalking its prey. The wet, dragging echoes out onto the street. His lower back tenses at the sound, and his thoughts spiral out of control. Should he run? Should he stay in his car? If that's as fast as it moves, he could surely outrun it. But if it can move faster than that, could he make it? Make it where? Its other arm moves in a replicated fashion. In that moment, the sound of the scrapes blare from his car speakers. 
After the initial shock wears off, he realizes he was daydreaming as a car horn bellows from behind him. Oh, oh fuck. Driving forward, Eric struggles to understand. How did he pass out so quickly? He didn't feel drowsy or anything beforehand. The thoughts bother him, but not as much as the vivid dreams he was having. What the hell could any of this mean? He... he doesn't remember what he was thinking about. When had he gotten to work? He tries to remember pulling into the parking lot, but before he can begin to recall the rest of his drive, he finds himself in the building, standing in front of his cubicle, staring blankly at the monitor inside. A nauseating repulsion emanates from somewhere deep down when his zombie-like trance is interrupted. Well, I'm glad to see you didn't actually end up in jail. Eric groggily turns his head to her. What? Oh, I just... Never mind. Anyway, are you sure you're up for being back? You really don't look so good, Space Kateer. He looks at her with confusion. Yeah, I'm I'm fine, but uh but be back from where exactly? Sarah now mirrors his confusion back at him with a dash of concern. What do you Hey, Mr. No Call No Show? You feeling up for the day? Eric's bewilderment is now compounded by a slew of questions. What the hell are you talking about? The nonsensical conversation wakes him out of his stupor with a burning sense of frustration. Now, no one looked like they knew what was happening. After a moment of awkward silence, Carl asks, Hey, man, you feeling all right? Maybe you should have taken another day off. What the fuck does that mean? Hey, chill. We're just worried about you. Yeah, you're not making a whole lot of sense right now. <laughs> no. The only ones not making sense here are you two. I just saw you guys yesterday. The two are taken aback by his statement, glancing... Worrying looks at each other. Um, what day do you think it is? Her question gives him pause. Uh, it's Tuesday, of course. Bro, it's Wednesday. Eric's eyes narrow, amused and irritated. What are you talking about? Yesterday was Monday. I was here. We we talked about Friday. Yeah, maybe maybe you should sit down. Yeah, you should take it easy. Eric's head feels like it's spinning, trying to grasp the information being presented. How could he have slept an entire day away? That's just not possible. Right. The epiphany 
hits him like a heavyweight. <laughs> oh, man. You guys really had me going. <laughs> Which one of you came up with this one? They both become visibly uncomfortable. It's, it's a joke, right? You really should sit down, Eric. <laughs> Very funny. But the joke's over. All I have to do is check my... Checking his phone. He stopped, dead in mid-thought. He rereads the day over and over in disbelief of his eyes. Wednesday, clear as the glass on his phone. No, 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 th this isn't right. Hey, come on, man. Let's sit down. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab him some water. All trains of thought in the moment are derailed suddenly. Hey, are any of you actually planning on working today? The short, clean-shaved man with a bad comb-over stomps his way up to Eric. A hurried irritation in his step. Hey, Stan, I, I think something's wrong with Eric. It's... Eric! Good. Just the magician I need to talk to. You want to step in my office to discuss your disappearing act yesterday? Boss man, listen. I think he really needs to relax right now. He... Oh, he didn't get enough of that yesterday? You two get to work or I'll have to write you up. But... Now. <sighs> the annoyance radiated from Carl and Sarah's faces. They both begrudgingly head back to their cubicles. Eric just stands there, studying the display on his phone, trying to fathom what could have happened. All right, to my office, and no phones out during work hours. Eric takes a moment before sliding the phone back in his pocket. He then distractedly follows Stan back to his office, desperately trying to comprehend his situation. So hyper-focused on his predicament, it takes him a second to register Stan speaking to him. Hey, are you listening to me? Oh, what? <sighs> I said, I know you've been with us for quite some time. However, that does not mean you can pull a stunt like that. I... I'm sorry, it won't happen again. See that it doesn't. I would hate to have to let you go. Thanks. Yeah, now get to work. Eric stands up, making his way out of the office. He shambles over to his cubicle. Upon arriving at it, he pauses. Is this really where he wanted to be? Did he really want to waste one more second on those goddamn reports? Especially after losing a day like that? Maybe he was sick. Maybe he should go see a doctor and make sure. He's startled by a voice coming from behind him. Hey, bro. You doing all right? Huh? I was worried you were zoning out again. Uh, it's lunchtime. Eric, sitting at his desk, looks up at his friend. A drowsy haze looming over him. Oh. Okay. Bro, you know I'm not one to suggest a pill pusher, 
but you really should go get checked out. Hey, Eric, are you feeling any better? He's doing the same thing from Monday. Eric, I, I think you should go see a doctor. Uh, I don't know. Come on, we'll go right now. I'll take you. Stan can just fucking deal with it. Yeah, he can eat a dick. No, no, I, I wouldn't want to get you in trouble. I don't care about that. You need help, and this isn't normal. Yeah, man. This seems pretty serious. All right, I'll, uh, I'll go right after work. You should go right now. I already got in trouble for yesterday. Don't really want to push it, you know? She looks frustrated, but gives in to his reasoning. Okay, but make sure you actually go, please. I mean... What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I, I promise. Don't worry. I'll make sure he takes his sorry self in. All right. Well, I'm meeting up with the girls for lunch, but I'll catch up with you guys later. Hey, thanks for checking on him. Of course. Just make sure you keep an eye on him for me. And he probably needs food and definitely some water. Don't worry. I'll make sure he's good as new by Friday. All right. You guys have a good lunch. Yeah, you too. She gives them a wave and walks off. Carl smiles at his half-conscious friend. Told you. What'd you say? <sighs> Nothing, you hopeless fuck. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Eric slowly goes to stand up. Hey, man, you ready to go see a doc? Eric pauses, shutting his eyes. He tries to gather his thoughts. You mean lunch, right? Come on, let's go, man. Eric's head starts to hurt. He presses his hands against his temples and rubs vigorously. His eyes shoot open turning his head to look at his computer. It's already turned off. He stares at it expectingly. Hey, bro. You all right? Yeah, just, uh, just give me a sec. Eric stands, walking over to catch up with his friend. Quick question. Do you know what hospital takes our insurance? I, uh, I'm not sure. Are you taking him, or are you going to follow him over? I'll just follow him over. I'm not going to leave my car here. Who knows what that asshole would do? Yeah, knowing Stan, he'll probably have it towed, but I do hope they can help you out. Thanks. You, you get home safe, Sarah. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night. Catch you later, Sarah. <laughs> you lucky bastard. What was that? Right. Maybe not that lucky. Well, let's get you to... Shit! Eric turns his head with a startled haste, almost knocking him back out of his daze, looking to inquire what his friend's outburst is about. <sighs> I forgot my keys inside. I'm gonna go grab them real quick. You just wait for me. Yeah, yeah, no worries, man. All right, Han Brolo. Be right back. Carl goes rushing back inside the building. Eric stands in the empty parking lot, still 
in a stupor from the day. Yeah, going to the hospital is definitely the right call. This was way too fucked up not to go. Maybe these weird dreams did have something to do with it. He'd absolutely bring it up when he got to the hospital. His thoughts seized like an oilless engine, anxiously telling himself it'd be best to wait in his car, trying to wave it away while he walks. It's all just in your head. You've been out of it all day. Your mind's just playing tricks on you. When he thinks, he hears it again. He can't help but quicken his pace. All right, all right, stop, all right, stop, stop. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing, there is nothing there. There's, no, there's nothing there, there's nothing there. The sound sends shivers creeping down his spine. He breaks into a full sprint. In his frenzied run, he fumbles for his keys in desperation to get into his car as fast as possible. Feeling every beat surging throughout his body. His mind struggles to remember which pocket he put them in. He tries feeling around in them. Pants pockets. No, neither of them. His jacket? It had to be in there somewhere. No, nothing. Maybe he missed them in his pants. He frightfully searches for them, willing for them to appear as he checks the same pockets over and over in a fit of insanity. All the while, his car gets closer and closer. Then a truly terrifying thought crosses his mind. In all the confusion of the day, could he have forgotten them in his cubicle? No, 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 no! Fuck, fuck, fuck! The thought is like a haymaker to his guts. If he can't get away in his car, how far could he run? How far would he have to run to escape? Could he even lose this thing at all? The sound now right on his heels. Is this it? Am I going to die here? Wait! He quickly reaches for the breast pocket on his shirt. His heart almost leaps out of his chest. When he feels the cold metal of his keys in his hand, he eagerly pulls it from his pocket. The car door, now within arm's reach. He goes to stick the key in to unlock it. But in his hurriedness, he misjudges his aim. It collides with the door, knocking the key from his hand onto the ground. His heart sinks as he watches them fall in what feels like slow motion. 
His hopes to escape crashing to the floor. The sound now sets upon him. Out of options, he turns to face his pursuer. When he does, he's met with nothing. Not a single trace of anyone or anything. <laughs> the nauseating feeling rising from his stomach makes him feel like he might throw up. He collapses up against his car, trying to catch his breath. After steadying himself, he goes to grab his keys. As he looks down, everything goes quiet. The breath is strangled from his lungs once more as he watches the elongated fingers reach out from beneath his car. It only takes a moment before its icy touch clenches his leg. His bone feels like it will snap like brittle bark under the pressure. His body tenses. Shivering furiously as the pure, frigid emptiness now seizes his body. His mind goes blank. When he comes to, he's sitting on his couch, staring at his ceiling in perplexion. When did he get home? What happened to going to see the doctor? Did he just come home straight after work? What happened again? Eric groggily looks down, searching for his phone to no avail. The sound makes Eric sit forward. As soon as he does, a physical pain jolts through him. Ah! Ah! Fuck! His muscles and joints cry in agony as trying to move proves to be an excruciating struggle. Finding standing to be too oh. difficult, he lets his body crumble to the ground, unwilling to do more than just lie there. Eric turns his head to see his phone under the couch. He reaches for it, his arm screaming with every movement. Once he gets a hold of it, he steadily drags it back to himself. When he's finally able to see it, his eyes widen. He had 13 missed calls, 9 text messages, and 4 voicemails. 
The mass of notifications on his phone gives him hesitation to check the dates. His eyes close. He reopens them to find it was five o'clock on Friday. He closes his eyes again as his mind burns with disbelief. No, 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 no. I, I, I just left work not too long ago. It's fucking Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I, I couldn't have slept for two days straight. He stews in his inner turmoil before finally building up the courage to go through his messages, reading through the texts first. Hey, where are you at? What the hell? Did you already go to the dock? I told you to wait for me. Ah, whatever. Just let me know what they say. Carl said he hasn't heard from you. Is everything okay? Hey, did you call in today? Dude, Stan is pissed. And Sarah's worried too. Hit me back. Whether you like it or not, I'm coming over after work. I'm gonna break this fucking door down, bro. I know you're here. Answer it. Dude, what the fuck is going on? I hit your mom up to see if she's heard from you. Everyone's worried about you, man. Just let someone know you're good. Eric rubs his face with his free hand, mulling over the insanity of the situation. He moves on to the missed calls. Four from his mother, two from work, and seven from Carl. Lastly, he listens to the voicemails. You have four unheard messages. First unheard message. Hey, I just, uh, I had to call you to let you know something, something crazy happened. Uh, I came back out here, and, uh, you, you weren't here. What the fuck? Can't lie. Kind of uncool that you ditched me like that. But if you went straight to the dock, I guess I can forgive you. Just make sure you let me know what they say, all right? I hope you feel better. Catch you later. Next message. Eric? Carl just called me. He told me what's been going on. How could you not tell me? I've been worried since I haven't heard from you all week. Call me back as soon as possible. You hear me? I love you. He feels a tenseness in his chest as a somber expression fills his face. Next message. Mr. Roya, some of your co-workers have explained the situation to me, so I will not be firing you as of this moment. However, I will be expecting a doctor's note if you plan on still having a job come Monday. His remorse now tainted with bitterness. Next message. Eric, please call me back. No one's heard from you. I just need to know you're okay. Please call me. Please. I love you so much. End of new messages. The sadness in her voice upset him deeply. She was the only family he had, and he loved her wholeheartedly. And to cause her to sound like that, it hurt him more than any physical pain ever could. He couldn't let things continue like this. 
He was going to call his mother back, apologize profusely, and make everything right with her. Then he'd call Carl, and Eric wakes up again around seven. An overwhelming helplessness comes spilling out as he begins to cry to himself. happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? Please. Please just stop. I, I just want this to No, 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 I'm, I'm not gonna let this happen. Eric, with every ounce of strength, pulls himself from the floor in spite of the pain and heaviness of his body. He stands, getting to his feet. He feels a sense of triumph, a burst of courage surging through him. He makes his way to take a shower, after which he cleans himself up and changes into his nicest clothes. He then briskly heads for the front door. As he goes to leave, a sudden hesitation sets in, an oppressive ambiance. Now weighing down on him, his hand squeezes the doorknob. Air quickly shakes his head, clearing it of his wavering. He opens the door and walks out. Eric heads for the pub, thinking to himself how he's ready to do things differently, to try and improve himself and his life. He smiles at himself in the rearview mirror. This, this is it. I'm gonna tell her how I feel. Then the thought crosses his mind. He needed to call his mother. He goes to reach for his phone. When he realizes he was in such a hurry, he forgot it at the house. No worries. First thing tomorrow. He would stay on the phone with her all day if she wanted. Eric reaches the pub a little while later, finding himself stopped at a traffic light just out front. He has a good view through the big windows, taking the time to search for his friends. Spotting Sarah gives him a sudden rush of excitement. There she was. It's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna work out. God, 
She looks incredible. She had to know how he felt by the end of tonight. And no matter the outcome, there'd be no more regrets. The thoughts snuffed out as his heart drops. He watches as an attractive man he doesn't recognize walks right up to her. He begins talking to her, and she starts laughing. The light turns green. His body tenses, and he looks away, driving past without stopping. Who was that? Who do you think that was? What an idiot you've been! Of course she'd already be with someone. No, that, that could have just been a friend. Did you see that guy? No way she'd be interested in you over a guy like that. You're jumping to conclusions. Could be someone she just met. And he could have just closed the door on your chance. Who are you to her? A co-worker? And depending on if you can get that doctor's note, maybe not even that anymore. What if you lose your job? If you couldn't find another one fast, you'd be homeless as well. Eric's mind tumbles into a domino effect of despair, each thought pushing him deeper and deeper. His mind flashes scenes of having to move back in with his mother, getting stuck in another dead-end job just to make ends meet. He imagines Sarah in an intimate embrace with the man at the pub, experiencing each other's bodies as he spends his nights alone with absolutely nothing to show for his life. When had he started crying? And when had he gotten back to his house? He sits in his driveway for a long while, his body now feeling the same aches from before. Finally, he finds it in himself to open the car door and get out. He somberly walks up to the front door of his house. When he pauses, had he left it open in his haste? No, he couldn't have been that foolish, could he? Eric cautiously walks towards his open door, weary of a trespasser in his home. Just as he's about to reach it, his body Stiffens in mid-step. His eyes focus on the ajar door, widening as they're transfixed on the long, pale gray arm that comes creeping into sight as it reaches outside the doorway. Eric quickly turns and runs. 
desperately trying to escape his tormentor. He goes for his car keys, only to find them not in his pockets. When he gets to his car door, his dread bursts like a geyser as he finds the keys still in the ignition. His driver door locked shut. Somebody! Somebody, please! Fucking help me! He runs from his car, heading for a neighbor's house. He didn't know any of them, but surely they'd have to help. Once he gets to the sidewalk, a familiar cold stabs through him. So intense, his mind goes numb from it. His body seizing and shivering. With such ferocity, he collapses, crashing hard up against the light post in front of his house, hyperventilating as he's unable to move his body. Eyes shutting tight from the pain. <laughs> When they finally open, he can't see past the sickly yellow light. That living, vicious darkness now surrounding him once more. However, this time was different because now it was as if it were reaching out for him, circling him like a shark ready to feed. in the car and this this is just a dream this is just a dream Eric begins to cheer up as an arm the length of a man slowly reaches forward landing just inches from his feet He's overwhelmed. He begins to sob, staring at the top of its hairless head, slick with a greasy sheen, the same deathly gray as its arm. It almost looks human, but with completely wrong proportions. <laughs> 
The creature lies face down, and without lifting its head to see, it begins moving the other arm with the same predatorial pace. Eric can now see a thick black liquid seeping from what he can only assume is its face. It begins pooling around its head the stench of rot assaulting Eric's nostrils. Unable to cover his nose or turn away, he simply scrunches his face. The hand now makes contact with his upper leg. The freezing sensation it brings with its embrace is unlike anything Eric has ever felt in his life. The pain it inflicts is immeasurable. He wishes his leg could be removed just to escape it. The elongated fingers snake around his appendage, gripping so tight. Eric thinks his wish just might be granted. Please, 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 please stop, please. I, I, don't, I don't. The creature drags itself up onto Eric's legs. The pungent liquid still pouring from it, now soaking into his pants, causing his legs to go so incredibly numb. He questions if they even still exist beyond the liquid. A floodgate of thoughts come bursting through him as the other arm reaches out for his shoulder. He thinks of every regret every time he let himself down or disappointed someone he loved. The fingers now grasping onto his shoulder with the same crushing force. He thinks how he wishes he'd taken the chance with Sarah. He thinks about his mother and how he always wanted to make her proud. Now she'd always encouraged him to go for his dreams. The creature begins to pull itself further up Eric's body, smearing its gushing face 
against him, drenching him in its rancid numbness. He thinks how much he wished he'd quit his lifeless job and accomplish something for himself. And now he's so hopelessly wanted to hear his mother's voice. The other arm, now letting go of his leg, making its way up to his opposite shoulder. He wanted to tell her he was sorry. Sorry for not being a son she could be proud of. The other hand squeezing his shoulder like a compactor. He wished he could tell her he loved her one last time. The head of the creature now rests against his chest. Tears pouring uncontrollably down his face as he resentfully stares at it after what feels like an eternity. It finally starts to lift its head with the same leisurely pace. It crawled up his body as it does the last thought Eric Roya ever has breaks him entirely. Nightmare Scenario is a proof-of-concept production, thank you for listening. If you would like to support Nightmare Scenario, you can do so by clicking the link in our bio.